That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf, and only, only eight minutes late this evening. It's not so bad. I think that's pretty good compared to our normal scale, especially when we didn't have any technical problems this time to blame it on. So, Nah, it just was taking a while because I'm slow. We are here. Uh, we are back in the groove. We are rocking and rolling. Um, I, as always, am your host, the Commodore, and with me, lazily, is Rue. Hey! Who hopefully has a, a tid and or bit to share with you yep. by the time we get to that part of the program. Welcome to the Out of Towners podcast, where we talk about <laughs> the Out of Towners movie, the 1999 remake, not the 1970 original, the one right. with... Uh, I only play 80s Joel. <laughs> Goldie Hawn. Steve Martin. I don't think that was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Anyway. Uh, we are not actually going to talk about the out-of-towners. I know very little about it except for what he just told me. Unless you want to. So we're actually going to, uh, well, maybe, maybe some of you out there haven't even heard the, the program before. We happen to talk about general geekery, um, you know, nerdy things. Yes, like buying a pair of Pentium 486s and making Correct. paperweights out of them, apparently. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, you know, if you can find them, that's pretty much all they're good for. Yeah, it's days. all about the Pentiums, baby. It's all about the Pentiums, baby. You got to keep those things really cool, too, because they run hot. Um, just like us. Yeah. Just like us. We, we are running hot here on the Echo Screen Live. Uh, folks, we, we are very excited to be back with you. We, we actually uh, had to cancel last week some scheduling conflicts, uh, mostly on my side. Mostly. Fact, all on my side. Like 100%. Like 100%. Don't blame me for once. Slightly. Slightly at 100%. Um, but we're back this week. We're going to talk to you about, I think, a, a topic that um, if, it, I think it's it's kind of secretive if you just look at the title. Ooh. Eternal September. I That's think a lot serious. of people are going to be going, what the hell does that mean? We're going to explain mm -hmm. it. Okay? I call this the hipster ep episode. You call it <laughs> Eternal September. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> really, we're, we're going to focus on things that get really uncool because a lot of people on the internet like it. Yes. Well, well, uncool is one way to put it. My, my initial idea when I was in the car jotting down this idea in my, my Google Keep was internet things get terrible with more people. Yes. We, we, just, which would have been a much better episode name. We found a better title, I think. Anyway. Yeah. So. We're going to talk about that. That is the topic of jour, meaning it is the topic of the day. Um, hmm. Before that. that no, thank you. It's yes. been a while since we did that. That was a regular part of the program, and you totally <laughs> dropped the ball on me. I do that. Anyway, there are three parts to this program. That happens to be number two. The first one is news and notes, tids and bits. We're going to tell you about stuff we think you should know about. And if you don't, then you'll learn something. And if you do, then we're going to talk about it. So there. Go suck then we're going to get. Yeah. Then we're going to get to <clears throat> part three of the program. Part three of the program is the question and answer portion for those of you that would like to ask us questions that we answer live on the air, well, if it's a good one, good question. All you have to do, if you'd like to ask us a question, could be about the, the topic du jour, could be about the tids and bits, could be about anything in, in, in the world you can impossibly imagine, that, you, that, your, that your minds can fathom. We will answer those questions, the good ones, live on the air. How do you ask a question, you ask? How do you ask a question, I ask? Thank you for asking. All you have to do is, if you're following along with us in our super high-tech IRC chat, <laughs> Only the best, spared no expense. <laughs> Click on uh, Commodore 128, that's me. Send me a private message in chat. Or you can also, if you happen to be from this century, you can tweet at 
it's the Commodore. Questions are already flooding in. Get them in. Uh, you don't have to wait for the question answer portion of the program to ask questions, by the way. You can ask them really at any time. Um, I will assemble the best of these questions and we will answer them live on the air. Dot com. Sounds like a good deal to me. Okay. Let's, uh, we, we haven't been together for a little while. Let's talk about a, a news and note, a tid end or bit. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I think you should go first. I am going to go first while you frantically try to search the internet for another item. Yep. I <clears throat> wanted to talk about a rumor. Ooh. Yeah, rumors. We don't usually cover rumors here. Only like all the one. time. This is a good one. Um, so. Oh, I see what you're If you remember, right before the release of Fallout 4, uh, Bethesda, actually, I believe the, um, I think it was just the producer of Fallout 4 and the um, Elder Scrolls series, Todd, uh, what the heck's his last name? He's brilliant. I should know his name. Todd uh, from Scrubs? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not Todd from Scrubs. Oh. Um, anyway, disappointed. He let it slip that basically the first thing they had done to test out the new hardware, new platforms, was to port Skyrim for the Xbox One. Okay, so the thought was, we're going to learn all about it. We're going to port Skyrim. We're going to make it work, and then we're going to, and then we're going to, you know, make Fallout Four on that engine and have a blast, which is what they did. Well, there's a rumor. Todd Howard, thank you, me one twenty three, Todd Howard. Um, I don't know. That was such an easy one to remember, too. Anyway, um, so the rumor that came out this week is that E3, which is happening next week, Bethesda and Todd Howard are actually going to announce that they are doing a remastered version of Skyrim that will go on the PS4 and the Xbox One. That's not all, though. <laughs> I'm, I wanted to ask you a question. Regarding this tid and or bit. Do you think anybody wants to play Skyrim? A remastered Skyrim for Xbox One and PS4? Uh, I mean, I'm sure people will. People, well, uh, I was about to say something that kind of is not apples and oranges. Or sorry, not apples to apples, but... Yeah, uh, apples to Cadillacs. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was about to say, like, people are still buying all sorts of versions of Minecraft. But uh, you throw everything out the window when you're talking about kids. Um, I don't think yeah. kids will be playing Skyrim nearly as much. Um, no, someone will buy it. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal, but eh, whatever. I I read this the first time and I was really excited about it because Skyrim happens to be one of my favorite games of all time. Then I started to think about it and I and I realized that that this is probably just kind of the quickest and easiest way, right? Because if you think about it, Skyrim is is number five in the Elder Scrolls series. Mm-hmm. So why are we getting the latest version remastered? Wouldn't you rather see something like Daggerfall remastered or Morrowind remastered or even, dare I say, Oblivion remastered? I mean, I wouldn't because usually, I don't know, some people really like those older games. I don't think they hold up so well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, when you say remastered, do you mean like just graphically or do you mean also? No. So so apparently, right. So this is going to be it's going to have all new graphics, brand new engine, right, that they're running it in. And it should have some enhancements, right? So first of all, it's going to have all the DLC ever accumulated for all the Skyrim versions. So you can buy that in one edition. But, um, you know, I don't know how much added content there's necessarily going to be. But my point is Skyrim is going to look really, really pretty 
but it's going to be pretty much the same experience with all the new DLC. If you remade Daggerfall, you're basically creating an entirely new game from scratch, right? Yeah. Did I just answer my own question? Yes. I think I answered my own yes, question. Yes, you did. Yeah. So they're, they're taking a shortcut and just remaking the one that was the easiest to remake. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds fair, actually. I think that's a, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. Okay, good. Answer my own question. Done. Right, your turn. <laughs> well, I have, I, have, I have two tiny bits. <clears throat> one one is, is kind of an interesting note. The other one is like a, I don't, I'm, I'm an old uh, update for this week. Uh, so first off, I think Star Wars Episode Seven has officially left. I think I read something this week about it. it's officially done. Uh, as of June 2nd, uh, it, it's closed in theaters, basically, at this point. Which is good because yep. it's been on Blu-ray for a few months. Yes. And the totals are in, and it yes. has gotten uh, domestic gross on this movie is $936 billion. Wow. Sorry, million. $936 billion would be way too much. Did you say domestic? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this movie basically. Is, this movie just took over half of the economy <laughs> of the entire Earth. Yes, this movie could start paying uh, back our national debt. Yeah, exactly. We uh, it is surpassed about one fourth of the uh, GDP for America. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Nine hundred thirty-six billion. When you take that into account, uh, so million crap. Keep getting that yeah, wrong. Million. When you, when you take account into the foreign as well, uh, ticket sales have topped over two hundred. Sorry, two billion. Two billion dollars. Right. Yep. Reminder that Disney only paid four billion, I believe, for LucasArts or yes. Lucasfilm, the whole Lucas franchise. Right. Pretty good looking deal for Disney. Steel. It was a steal. Pretty good. Especially when you Practical have like stole. companies like Uber that have like six trillion dollar evaluations. And I don't even think I'm I'm uh off on that one. That sounds about right. Here's a question I, I, I should know the answer to, but I don't. So where does that rank at all time in terms of gross? You know, that's a great question. Let's 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 because I have a funny feeling that means it, it didn't make number one. No. Well, I, yeah. OK, so it didn't beat Avatar adjusted. An awful movie. <clears throat> Are we talking? OK, here, here's what you go. Not so I, I guess we can't we can't. There's three things Duke, to look Duke at. Avatar, Since they happen to be on Box Star. Office Mojo, and I know everything because of that. The yeah. You got your domestic, you got your worldwide yep. records overall, and you're adjusted for inflation. So right. domestic overall record, yes. Star Wars Force Awakens is number one. It beat, okay. it so beat Avatar by okay. almost $200 million. Domestically. Domestically. Yes. Worldwide yes. is number, where is it? Number three. Woo. Just behind Avatar. just behind Titanic and uh, at number two and Avatar at number one with two. Oh my god. Two How much money million. does James Cameron have? Uh the answer is a lot. Yeah. 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 A lot of money. Like a not nine hundred billion, mind you. No. He didn't Let's make all say. that in his pocket, but no. <clears throat> um but uh adjusted for inflation is always the interesting one. And yeah. still a little off um, because yeah, number one is still gone with the wind. The nineteen thirty nine classic. The problem I mean the thing with that is Adjusted for inflation, movie ticket sales are, I mean, yes, it, in, in some ways it's a little bit more even, but the thing is, it makes these older movies pop out a lot more like like Gone with the Wind because it was re-released. And same thing with Star Wars, which is at number two. It was re-released several times. And also yeah. movies in the 30s and the 40s were more of an event. 
It's like something right. that you would go to, everyone would go to, and everyone would see it a few times. Blah blah blah. blah and yeah, so anyway, yeah, but at the same time, we, there weren't as nearly as many places to go see it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm people I'm, would go I'm there for their this, news, like newsreels. They want to find out about the war. They want to see what's yeah. going on with the the, the Tommies the and gangsters the gangsters in and, New York and the Frankies with under Hitler. I don't know. <laughs> Franzes? I don't know. I'm, I'm down. Um, I'm not up with my World War II ethnic slurs. Um, that's a lie. Uh, but anyway, domestic roast. Uh, 39. It probably would have been a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Domestic um, domestic roast top five is Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, uh, original. Uh, Sound of Music, weird. E.T. and Titanic. So Weird. weird. <laughs> I, I, I don't, if you ask anyone, name the top five domestic roasts all-time movies adjusted for inflation i highly doubt more than two percent of people would come up with sound of music in that top five i i would name i would name i'm trying to think i would probably name 50 movies before i even considered the sound of music definitely definitely you asked me that question and another one you would not guess you would not guess at number eight dr zhivago never i would never i've never even seen dr zhivago never guess that oh sorry phone doing things go away phone Phone anyway. and your stuff doing things. Uh, anyway, okay, so I just thought that was an interesting little note that went on way too long in that discussion. The second thing, so there was a trailer released <clears throat> for Kingdom Hearts. Have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game? Uh, no, just watch people play them heavily. Fair enough. Kingdom Hearts 2.8. <laughs> That's real? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so Kingdom, I've played Kingdom Hearts. I thought that was a joke. No, there's oh a God. okay. So there's Kingdom Hearts, which I mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but was thoroughly, thoroughly confused. I played yep. about five hours of Kingdom Hearts two, was really yep. confused and quit. Yep. Uh, so rage quit. <laughs> basically, more like apathy quit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Kingdom Hearts three is supposed to be coming out later this year, I believe. But okay. in the meantime, uh, you have Kingdom Hearts two point eight. Which is a remix, or not remix, but an update of Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, Birth by Sleep 0.2, A Fragmentary Passage, and Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, Back Cover CG Movie. I said words that I, I understand most of those words, but not really in that order. This is the fun. This this is why this is the only reason I bring this up. I'm not really interested in Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I just think that this is the. It's fun to talk about the literally the most ridiculous uh, naming sequence I have ever seen for any property, whether it's video games, movies, or books. Um, since since uh, the deluge of, of Android phones right at the beginning of the smartphone boom, you get oh, the, the 3G Touch L X. This is still worse. Swipe. This is yeah. still worse. Okay, so to go over the whole list of of Kingdom Hearts games, if you want to play it in order, you know, the timeline of the game here. Here you go. <clears throat> there's, a t- there's a timeline to this game? Here's the timeline. Here's the chronological it, it order. Mickey Mouse and a kid with spiked hair and a sword made out of key. <laughs> Uh, no, but there's a timeline in this game. Oh yes, yes, and okay. and apparently it's easy to get confused if you don't if you don't do it in the right order. But here we go. <clears throat> so the correct for for the eff- efficacy for the um, edification of our audience. Here's the official timeline of the ten Kingdom Hearts games. Apparently, uh, well nine, and then Kingdom Hearts three coming. Uh, the first one, Kingdom Hearts X. I think that's X, not ten. 
Uh, Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep 0.2. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 1. Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts 358 divided by two days. I think that's how you say that. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts Recoded. Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance, and then Kingdom Hearts 3. So, Where do they come up with these names? This is I like started... Japan to the max. I can't, I can't oh even take God. it. <clears throat> anyway. Well, Kingdom Hearts is, is, is a very... <sighs> it is a JRPG. <laughs> there's no question about it's, it. Well, it's something. But it's it's but it's an it's, it's, a, it's a strange combination. I mean, even even having never played it, just watching it, it's an action RPG, and it's 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 fun. It's fun to see all the different you know, uh, like Final Fantasy and and uh, Mickey Mouse, Dick, well Disney properties mixed together. But uh, don't even try to follow the no the, the storyline. Anyway, all right, no enough thanks. of that crap. Yeah, no thanks. All right, well, see you next week. Yeah, and that's it for the news and notes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We uh, we're good for tonight. Um, no, anyway, uh, th- folks, the uh, the questions are flooding in, so thank you for that. We are I've already got some some good questions queued up for later on, so thank you for that. If um, if we may, let's move to part two of the part of the program here, the topic du jour, which happens to be eternal September. Now, before we go. Even one half step further than that. Why don't you explain to the folks what Eternal September means and uh, how this came to be? So um, the, the the phrase Eternal September uh, comes from uh, a little little bit of backstory here with Uncle Rue. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, it's a or from Doctor Wikipedia, maybe I should say. But hey, much it's, it's it's a phrase I've known of for a long time. But he's a lot younger. Yeah. It uh, so it, it comes from. Back in the day, before everyone and their mother was on the internet, it was, it's an old, uh, it's a Usenet slang for a period that began in September 93, uh, 1993 that is. Basically before that, whenever people would join these Usenet forums and, and there would be like a, a, commu- a community, a culture that they would have to learn and etiquette and things like that. And, you know, it, it, it's a little rough at first, but eventually people would learn and acclimate and people enjoyed their communities on Usenet. And uh, every September, when kids would get to college for the first time and they get their first internet access, they would there would be this flood on the forums or on the Usenet forums of new people who didn't understand anything and kind of just you know threw poop around on the walls. Yeah. After a while, either the troublemakers would acclimate or they would leave, and yeah. things would go back to normal. Right. But September was always rough. Um, then. <laughs> Uh, around that, so 1993, AOL came along and opened up uh, Usenet, basically, uh, to AOL subscribers. So basically, that was coined from from uh, the old Usenet folks that this will be the September that never ends, or eternal right. September. The meaning, eternal September. Meaning there's no going back. This community is going to be crap forever now because we're, there's just too many people to to do to do anything about it right so so all that to say and and i want to kind of expand on that phrasing a little bit because i was thinking about this as i was browsing reddit a while ago and for some reason i'm subscribed to r slash picks which is a lot of crap mostly subscribed to that i am because every once in a while there's an interesting picture on there Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes. Most of it is usually pictures of someone posing with a celebrity that they found at the airport. Or a picture. Hey, yeah, about Kevin Spacey. Look who, look who I found at the airport. Or, or, or a, literally a picture of text. Or, like, some of the worst garbage. Like, And every single time in the comments, people say, Wow, this is great picture quality content. And then other people say, if you don't like it, don't upload it. Why does it have so many upvotes? And then someone else says, well, the mods don't do their job. The mods don't do it. They don't, they don't do anything. Anyway, all that to say is that Pix is a default subreddit of Reddit. If you just yeah. go to Reddit for the first time, you will see a set of default subreddits that are open, that are available to you or visible to you. And that is the best way to encourage people to sign up for Reddit because then they can curate it and get rid of the default subreddits, which are mostly garbage and then yes. pick their own. Like we've right. talked before about some of the subreddits we talked, we uh, subscribe to things yes. like ask historians or where uh, did the soda go? Where did the soda go? Or a song of ice and fire or things yes. like that. Pure. ASO. That's hardcore. I, I myself prefer uh, or in, enjoy Daystrom Institute. <laughs> Daystrom Institute which is the uh, in-depth Star Trek discussion forum. I, I, I need to get on that. Uh, that I, I would do much better there than I do on Maw Installation, where I kind of go, wow, you people know way too much about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but so the thing is, is that most, it's kind of like a, not, not really an ongoing joke. It's more like a sad fact of life that, most all the default subreddits are garbage because there are so many people that just come from wherever under Reddit who aren't really a part of any community and they throw poop on the walls. Uh, you know, like r slash funny isn't funny. r slash picks right. doesn't have picks. It's r right. slash politics is a Bernie Sanders circle jerk to the nth degree. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Welcome uh, to Reddit. <laughs> welcome to Reddit. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's a terrible front facing yeah. part of the site, but if you scratch the surface, if you're willing to scratch the surface just a little bit, you'll find a lot of interesting content underneath. Yeah, there is. <clears throat> so all I have to say is like, is that, is this first question I want to pose to you and the viewing audience is, uh, is this eternal December, eternal December, eternal September, a real phenomenon, or is it just a way for old school people who get to a community first to kind of, poop on newcomers and feel superior by the way the answer is no it's a real phenomenon anyway go ahead yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna go um, ahead and answer that for you well the internet is cool because it it, it there's <laughs> the internet is cool commodore it, well i mean yeah true <laughs> the internet is cool because it it gives people a, a place to connect with people that don't necessarily live in their immediate vicinity or geography right that's cool that's a great thing. Um, I'm not so sure that, like, you know, we were all promised in the 90s that the Internet was going to, you know, work miracles and change everything and, you know, cure cancer and, and poverty and all that kind of stuff. The Internet's not going to do that. All right? Well, it might. But, but one thing I... Not with that not, attitude. But, yeah, exactly. But one thing I think it does do is it, is it allows you to connect to people that, you know, enjoy the same things or have the same interests, even if people around you in the immediate vicinity don't necessarily have the same interests, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a group of people that always kind of feel like they are the first ones in, right? Sure. They're the first folks to 
have these thoughts or these, you know, hey, we, I want to talk about how much I know about Star Wars and thus Maw Installation is born, right? And, and, and in most communities, once people get there and yeah. they become attached to that community, they don't want things to change from that point on. If things exactly. change from that point, usually. So, so that, that might be causing some bias on the, on the part of people, first off. Right. There's always this concept of the good old days before things got crazy, right? But, oh, yeah. but, but you know, I'm not willing to say yet that this is the hipster phenomenon, right? And by that, I just mean, you know, this was really cool before it became cool. Right. Um, you know, because I, I think there's some really good – you just mentioned a couple subreddits that, that, that are great, right? There are. People start new subreddits that have, you know, and sometimes they, they'll start a subreddit that's only mildly related to the one that you went to go see. And it's actually much better, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's fresh. It's new. It's, it's got that particular bent to it and it's really good because it's got that, you know, it's got that newness to it. And people, you know, one, want to attract as many people that, that kind of have the same kind of interest as them to it. But two, get really nervous when people that barely have any interest in it just come in and start kind of doing their thing and because it's cool, right? Well, and I don't even know necessarily if it's if it's new. I don't know. Is the is the problem caused by new people or just more people? And and mm. I, I man, I'm gonna bring up a point that I hate to bring up because it I, I hate people like this when they say things like this, but yeah. so it reminds me a little bit of idiocracy. Which probably most people have not most, but a lot of people have seen by now. It's a bit of a cult hit right. by Mike Judge, where yeah. it's like uh, this guy travels to the future and just like culture has become so dumbed down that this super average normal guy from the present is now suddenly the smartest man in the world. Right. And people love bringing that up, especially on places like Reddit. Like, oh man, uh, pfft, the world is so becoming idiocracy, with the subtext said or unsaid being, I am, I am one of these smart people. Look at all right. these idiots over here. The right. problem is no snowflake thinks he's responsible for the avalanche. Yep. Right. So it's 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 in my mind, I think more that the more people you have in any community. And, and I wanted to bring this uh, a little bit out. We've been talking about Reddit specifically, but in the Internet as a whole. I think this is a problem in the wide world, in in real life as well, quote unquote. The more people that join a community or become interested in a thing, more often than not, the worse it gets for everyone. And I think that's partially because it, it kind of brings down any sort of commentary or discussion that goes out to a wider and wider group of people has to necessarily be dumbed down a bit in order to be more palatable for everyone. Because not, mm -hmm. not if you... Like with Game of Thrones, for example, to yeah. throw one thing out there, uh, not everyone is going to be a super fan who knows everything about, uh, you know, uh, the the t past 10 generations of House Clegane and what that could mean right. for you know, the upcoming Clegane Bowl and all this other stuff. Yes. Like if you watch Game of Thrones, you have no idea what I even said. There you go. Right. You're, yep. If you're just a passive fan, you're like, oh, whatever. I just, you know, I, I want to see some dragons yeah. and stuff. And, you know, that's... Who do you think is going to win? Somebody asked me that the other day. I was like, yeah. you don't even watch the show, do you? I, I, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? I'm like, it's not a real game. <laughs> but the thing is, and that's fine because, you know, up. people can be interested in whatever they want. I'm not trying to poop. Yeah. I'm saying, saying poop a lot in this podcast. I'm poop. Trying to, poop! 
I'm not trying to poop on a lot of people and saying you can't like this thing that I like. It's just kind of a necessary thing that the general, the more people you have, I think the general that the discourse needs to be lowered a bit. Now, yeah. the problem is when it gets lowered into a, a toxic environment, which should happen with some yeah. things, especially yeah, political also, movements. You know, I mean, think about this, right? If, if, if you have interest in a topic or, or in a particular, you know, I don't know, just concept or, or activity or whatever the case might be. And you get together and you have, you know, four or five people that like the same things and you're all kind of talking about it. You go, yeah, you know, that's great. I really do love this stuff. Eventually what's going to end up happening is somebody walks in the door and they go, oh, I really like that too. And then they say something that makes you want to punch them in the face. And you go, how do you like this, but have that opinion, right? And all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. So are you really just <clears throat> describing, in my mind, that, that that's inevitable, right? And that's inevitable because of human nature, right? We're all driven by different things, right? Mm -hmm. um, we can share similar interests uh, and we can focus, like a subreddit does, on some of the things that bring us together. But at the end of the day, you know, somebody's always going to walk in and you're always going to go, oh, my God, did they just say that? Like, that's, I don't feel that way at all. Now this place has gone to total hell. I'm out of here. Right? But, yeah, but the thing is that necessarily as things get more popular, like I said, that the level of discourse will be brought down. And that's how you have things like on the Pix subreddit, someone uploads a picture of Bernie Sanders and it gets upvoted to all hell, you know, high, high, high. And the top right. comment will be, why is this upvoted? This isn't even a, a useful picture of anything. Yeah. But the, but the upvotes have it on the front page. And that right. also, it, it, right, it's really good at showing this thing. It's like the low, the low um, effort, the, the low effort way to interact with anything on Reddit is to just upvote it or downvote it when you see it on the front page. Exactly. It takes a little bit more effort to even go into the comments and read them and upvote and downvote them, let alone to go in and comment in the comments. That's a <laughs> right. lot of effort. So yeah, the thing it's a, is, it's a lot of effort. so when you have something that's just open to the front page to millions of people reading Reddit every day and someone's like, ah, whatever. Hey, look, it's a picture of Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie Sanders. Click there. They don't even care that it doesn't contribute to the point of that subreddit and they bring down the discourse, so to speak. Yep. And yep. same kind of thing with funny, same kind of thing with. Uh, you know, atheism. Uh, yep. When athe atheism was a subreddit for a long time, uh, sorry, right. uh, uh, what do you default subreddit for a long time? Yeah. And so you'd have just tons of memes of things like, "Isn't God dumb? Ha! Christians are stupid and hateful. Yeah, hey, let's hate them." And and that more than anything else, I see people on Reddit that quote that comment and say, "Atheism was the reason that I made a Reddit account just so I could unsubscribe from it." On right. Front page. Um. Anyway, yeah, I got distracted. No, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, my question is, can it be the, can it go the other way too? You know, is there a, I guess, if I, I guess it really can't. Like, could, could I, could I see a bunch of people jump into a subreddit or, or anything? I mean, we're, we keep focusing on Reddit because it's, it's such an easy thing to measure. Mm -hmm. um, well, also it's one of the most popular websites in the world and yeah. it, it is probably the best example of this in action i mean but you could talk about it on things like facebook yeah. or twitter Facebook's or a great 
anything that becomes super popular. I mean, yeah. Facebook at first was open only to college students, and it was you know kind of interesting to I I can't even remember what Facebook was like when, early when on. Friends actually meant like you knew somebody and you like wanted to be friends with them or were friends with them and you could post things uh, and comment on it and be like oh yeah isn't that cool and now you have great. a feed populated by tom every tom dick and harry right spouting whatever poop comes to their mind you uh, just did it again i did uh, poop is the, part of the zeitgeist you see yeah the the uh, all the reasons i joined facebook are all the reasons i hate it now Right. Like it, it was supposed to be so good about the X, Y, Z. But this isn't that this is an example. So so is this a generational thing? Right. I mean, he, so Facebook, for example, was really, really cool. And then all the adults showed up. And and now it's it's still really, really cool. Like if you go among, you know, teenagers. Right. That's that's still Facebook, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other stuff that takes up their time. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of other social media. But Facebook is still kind of the king, right? Yeah, it and if is. you're going to think about an alternative to Facebook, you can't really think of one because it's still there. You can't, but I would yeah. agree with you that if you if you log on to Facebook now, and you just sit there and watch your news fly by, it's going to make you scratch your head and go, "Why do I even hang? Why do I even have these people associated to me in my life?" And and that's why, as with any business, but especially on these internet social media platforms. For Facebook as a company to ignore that and just say, eh, we're the king, whatever, people still need to use us. They do that to their own peril because this 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 eternal September that has overcome Facebook, overcoming, yeah. overcome Facebook of just constant stream of crap on people's timelines. I've, I've quit Facebook. I mean, I, I still have an account, but I have not checked it in probably over a year because yeah. I just don't care. Uh, yeah. I, I I got nothing out of go- constantly going to it, and you the way you're talking, you're the same way. Absolutely. And yet you keep seeing lots of uh, news articles in the past couple of years saying a lot of teenagers are like, ah, eh, oh, Facebook's like for old people now. I don't even want to do that anymore. It's just full of old people talking about all their crap and blah blah. Then that yeah. the eternal September is now pushing the young, quote unquote, hip, the important people, the target demographic, really of Facebook. Yes away and what's going to happen is facebook will wane nothing lasts forever especially in the tech world yeah. things rise and f- things rise and fall with alarming speed um same kind of thing with twitter uh <clears throat> so so to bring it back to reddit specifically because it's easier to talk about as a as a platform that is suffering from quote unquote suffering from the eternal september phenomenon yeah and I think they're trying to figure this out too. How how would you suggest a website like Reddit or Facebook, whatever, yeah. combat this? What can they do to make sure that they're not brought down by this eternal September that just makes everyone say, okay, to quote a Yogi Berraism, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too crowded. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can. It's just inevitable think, that everything's going to turn to crap and well, fall like apart. Well, like I say. I've I've heard I've heard your points on this, and I, and I really think that if we, if we really dig down deep in it, we're we're really just kind of describing human nature, aren't we? I mean, we're just talking about the fact that yeah. people are always going to associate together, and then there's going to be somebody that says something <coughs> stupid. And they're going to go, I can't associate with that person, but I want to associate with the rest of you. Um, you know, I mean, th- th- this happens all the time, right? I mean, it's, it happens in the physical world, not just in the virtual one. So for me, I don't think there is a way to control that. I mean, no matter how 
no matter how much you you give people access to kind of lock things up, right? Um, there's something that that isn't quite right about trying to develop a community that's completely and totally closed. And that's the only way to shut out this kind of eternal September concept. That's like that's like the nuclear option. Like yeah, no, but no more. And, and I would argue not it. a very fulfilling one. No, it's not. You can't grow a business that way. No, not, but, not but even even if you're even if you're, you know, you could argue everything is is commercial. But but I guess what I would say is that you know, even if you're just trying to gain access to information or just want to, like I said, you know, just share, you know things with people that you like or whatever the case might be. Um, it's it's going to be really hard. I mean, mm. even for, for some of the places, you know, when Facebook was good or when, you know, you go to a subreddit that really works, every once in a while something pops up. No matter how many mods there are, right? No matter how many police they've got policing the area, right? <clears throat> something bad happens. Something happens that everybody just goes, oh, my God, this is, this is terrible, and, right? Uh, then the us and them phenomenon begins. And, and in the chat, uh, Poutine Power, uh, must be a resident of Mexico, uh, brings yes. up a good point, uh, which is, you know, to have uh, to have been a mod on a small community driven sub, even the best ones die out after a while because people don't have time anymore. Or life goes on. Right. So even exactly. if even if Eternal September doesn't come around, it just dies. And that's the that's the problem with what you're talking about. Like, even if you did the nuclear option and you closed it off, you had a very contained sub or or or. Uh, 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 community is what I'm trying to yep. say, whether in real life or whether online, if you police it like that, eventually people are going to go off and do their own things. It's going to be very difficult to keep that entropy from pulling it apart. That's why you in a way need more people to come in and it's yeah. fighting that it's fighting the, you know, death by lack of interest on one side and the eternal September where everything goes to crap on the other. And yeah. either way, things fall apart. It's a very tricky dance. And for a company to find out how to do that in the online space, I think will make them potentially very successful. Um, yeah. I think that's I, been part I of... I just don't know how they're going to do it. Well, I think that's been part of Reddit's success thus far. Because uh, they... I mean, I don't think they're necessarily all that lucrative as a business. Yeah, I was about to say, would you call Reddit successful? Uh, it's successful in that they haven't fallen apart like something like Dig or MySpace. Yeah, that's true. Um, but and I think part of that is the whole subreddit system, as opposed to Facebook, where basically it's either you get your wall of everyone in the world talking about their dogs and political beliefs and things you probably right. don't even care about. And you can right. really curate it if you really oh, take yeah. the time to like block oh, yeah. this person, do this, right. this blah, 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 blah. Not even really I created it. groups and now I've got groups. It's effectively, groups okay. it's effectively yeah. everything or not. It's drinking from a yeah. fire hose or not. Yes. In Reddit, the fact that they have subreddits that you can subscribe to and find through natural ways that what you like <clears throat> And, and really only see that, I think, is helpful in keeping them alive. You know, the, yeah. the Eternal September is mostly contained to those, to those uh, default subreddits. Now, granted, that those subreddits are in full Eternal September mode, and they have been for a few years. Yeah. Um, but even some of the non-default subs, most people have a... For any given topic, there's the... Even if it's not a default sub, it's the, the general sub... Or, or subreddit. Right. And then there's the 
a little bit more in-depth conversation, maybe a little bit more better, well-moderated, things like that. Sure. Like for for the subreddit, uh, start the Star Trek subreddit, you can go there and see a lot of like pictures of of data cake and and people in their next generation Star Trek next generation underwear. Sure. Or you can go to Daystrom Institute and actually talk about like, hey, you know, how did the Borg uh, come about a thousand years ago and do this? And how does I interact with what Picard did in this episode? You know, or or in, you know, most suburbs have it. Instead of gaming, you have games. Instead of uh, uh, Doctor Who, you have Gallifrey. Instead of Game of Thrones, you have A Song of Ice and Fire. Or as you said, True uh, Song of Ice and Fire, or whatever it's called, you know. Yeah. Most of most yeah. of these subreddits have a quote unquote true, you know, second level. There, there's a caste system almost to it. A self where, a self governed caste system. Yeah. Yeah. Where where you know you, you have you have kind of the unwashed masses. You have uh, you have people that really want to dive in, and then you get people that are just crazy, and that's all they think about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably gradients in between there, but. It's, it does. It seems to happen for pretty much everything that's, that's very popular, but and even even in the uh, the Maw installation, I keep mentioning that, but it's because I'm subscribed. Um, you know, lately people will ask a question, and the first comment inevitably is, "Has has this has this whole subreddit kind of shit?" Because blah 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 blah. And, you know, it's like all this crazy stuff about how these these questions are so simple and they're repetitive now, mm-hmm. right? And um, that's there's something very much human, you know, there's something human nature about that, too, as well. The repetition piece, mm-hmm. because the, when you pop into a subreddit and you're looking to get an answer, do you search for something? Nine <laughs> times out of ten, you're probably not going to you just post the same you're just, thing. Yeah, you're just going to fire off a question. And then what happens is you realize that especially if something comes up in conversation a lot, it gets asked, you know, ten times a month by different people. And everybody goes, ugh. Copy paste. Here's the link. Right. Right. Just get out of here. Um, That's the thing with Ask Historians, which is a super moderated subreddit. It's very yeah. strict. And someone will ask what I think is an interesting question, and I would say three three out of five times, someone will just say, "Here's a link to a previous question, similar question, and the answer." And it's like yep. kind of annoying, but I can understand. But it takes why a lot of time. It. It, but it takes a lot of time to do that. Like, yeah. Even if you're a mod, that takes a lot of time. You can't. A bot can't curate that. Right. So so that takes a lot of time and, and it's time and energy that people don't want to waste. So it becomes, you know, uh, a, a big issue for for some of these subreddits where where you know people are trying to spread new ideas. You know, I, I had an issue. So I'm, I think I've mentioned before, I'm big into RetroPie. Love <clears> it. <throat> and so I'm on the RetroPie subreddit, which is which is actually really, really good. Very helpful. Um, and there was an issue with the latest upgrade that had a kernel problem in um in linux so i was like looking through the the subreddit and you know there's absolutely nothing about it whatsoever and i'm like what the heck is going on meanwhile people are asking the questions like how can i get my n64 to run at full speed and you're like god this question's been asked five thousand freaking (laughs) times why isn't somebody telling me how i can use my controllers with this kernel you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's almost like I want to now start the 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 experienced RetroPie users, where they, where ah. they can just post things where yes, you know, they post like code snippets where you can go, oh wow, that's great! I'm going to go try to run this script and see what happens. <clears throat> and that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is that I think that's that's one thing that Reddit has over a lot of sites like Facebook or anything like that is that 
that ability like once a sub it's it's like the titanic and it's and it's uh you know i can't remember exactly what they're called but those rooms that could be completely sealed off so that if they hits oh yeah if there's a leak or 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 a a, a gash you in take the hull, no water yeah. yeah, yeah, the the watertight compartments. Uh, that's right. basically what Reddit is full of. It's full of watertight subreddits. That as soon as one becomes Eternal Septemberified, it's like, well, all right, I'm going to open this new subreddit. Anyone who's interested in like experienced RetroPie folks, follow me. And that's exactly. that has happened many many times. And that's why I think it's it's working thus far. Yeah, how long that's, can it that's work? The that's cure, the real question. Right? Maybe but, maybe but, it's the cure. And and maybe that's the Eternal August, right? Because or the, the eternal <laughs> like, October. Per, because ex, ex, well, I would say probably August. It's like you're you're constantly trying to reinvent what happened before. You're, you're constantly staving off the September by secluding yeah. those folks to certain parts of the site, yeah, where so, they can post their retro pie memes and and advice animals uh, in the old subreddit, and you can go talk about how to oh, get your yeah. Linux kernels to work. So yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a it's exactly it's exactly what I think Reddit does well. And I think what a lot of communities do well is is they continue to reinvent niche communities that that, you know, kind of continue the dream for what things were before eternal September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some sometimes are successful. Um, You know, I. I. I, I, I see this a lot, you know. I mean, you, you, you Reddit is 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 the, we keep coming back to Reddit, but because the reason why is because Reddit is so easy to measure. You you know things are so uh, ephemeral on Reddit. Something can be incredibly popular one day and then be absolutely, you know, <laughs> dead the next, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can really measure kind of social movements in Reddit. And, and uh, you know, kind of quantify it a little bit. So you can see where people kind of just jump into something. All of a sudden, it's this massive topic and everybody's talking about crap that doesn't make any difference and, and, and you know, posting stuff that's completely useless. And then there's this mass exodus to something else. And it's like it just kind of keeps going on and on and on and on and on all yeah. the way down the line. And as Techie points out, <clears throat> as opposed to the early days of, like, Usenet – trying to find those community I mean those communities the, that exact community that you're looking for for any given topic probably exists either yeah. on Reddit or somewhere else it's finding it that's the tricky yeah. part because the fact that it might be a little bit harder to find is the reason why that eternal september has not yet hit so it, but, it it's trickier than it used to be and 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 with, you're right and and with with the with the usenet phenomenon by and large right the the way that word spread on that was because you actually like invited people yeah in the early um, days, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, and, even then, if you and then AOL like, opens the doors wide and say, "Hey guys, everyone come in," then it's when everything right. goes. So, but even if you know what's, what I'm amazed about is, I mean, we're using IRC for our chat, right? But if you if you log onto a proper IS, you know, IRC, you know, uh, um, what am I thinking? Server, right? Or 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 you know, um, multiple servers, right? Uh, uh, network of servers. Mm-hmm. You're going to you'd be amazed at how many how many people are still on IRC. Right, and I wouldn't because I, I see these. <laughs> and, and if you scroll down, like to the people that to the rooms that have like 20, 20 people in them, for example, you're going to go, "Oh my God, look at that! That's a, that's kind of an interesting topic. How the hell did that end up here?" 
right? And you realize that the only reason people are there is because people kind of got invited or they were word of mouth or they was posted in a forum or something like that, right? Because that's what the internet does. Reddit is, is actually pretty easy, right? And, and, and what, so I guess what we're saying is that Eternal September becomes an easier thing to achieve as search tools become better. Yeah. It's, I can go out there and say, you know, I want to find a community that talks only about, you know, the the most advanced kind of Star Trek conversations on the Internet. I want to, I want to find people that know they, they kind of know the same things I do. and I want to talk about them. Yeah. And if you, I bet if you type all that into Google, it'll it, within the first page, you're going to find the Daystrom Institute link. Yes, I'm, I'm sure it'll be close at the very least. Um yeah, you know, the, the kind of stuff that I, I, I don't know how much I had to dig when we were in high school for me to find uh, the the treatise on what would happen in an Enterprise versus Death Star battle, just so I could prove to you that the Enterprise would kill the Death Star. And luckily, <laughs> I was able to prove that to you within the shadow of a doubt. With Jack Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So yeah, so there's my there's my spiel. Uh, it's an interesting thing to to think about and discuss, um, and and I, I I'm interested in some of the, in what the hipster phenomenon becomes. So so I'll, I'll touch on that right before we we close this thing up. How much of this is also that people just don't like the fact that there are the unwashed masses that like what they like. Well, so, there is that too. There's that's the idiocracy thing I was telling you about where people right. Just I mean, like to feel I more remember, superior. I remember when we were watching Lost, right? And there would it would be an episode, and we would literally spend every day of the of the following week <laughs> discussing potentials, looking up, looking into these things, reading you know uh, alternative materials, trying to figure out what was going to happen. And we'd get into conversations that involved literary works from you know the 19th century and and philosophers and you know all this incredible stuff and then i would you know go to work or something and and i sit down to somebody who's like oh hey do you like lost I'm like yeah yeah i really like lost and he goes you know something like uh who do you think's gonna die next no oh, yeah and you go that's a totally valid question but why the hell are you it just shows me that you have no idea what's going on in the show do you right so i became this like huge snob of like you people don't you people just don't get it do you right and i think that's got to be part of it right that's got to be part of this whole phenomenon it's very easy to be a snob about something and try to feel superior over people unfortunately that's also kind of human nature but yeah and yeah is there some of that here i'm sure there is but at the same time sometimes you just want to have a discussion without a crap load of memes clogging the feed and, you know, it feels really good to to meet up with somebody, start having a conversation and realize that they're on your level. Or interested in talking about the same thing at the very least. Uh, but I mean, but, but what I, I guess what I'm saying is that that they are they they derive the same joy out of something that you do. Right. Because you can just all of a sudden all the doors open up. Right. It's no longer about, you know all these subsequent people that, that don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, I mean, Game of Thrones is, is, is really one of the largest phenomena, pop culture phenomena in the world. Right. And 
and people are all over it. But that also means that most people that watch the show have no idea what's going on or just kind of like, oh, did you see that? That guy got cut, right? <laughs> he got cut. You. That's hilarious. Yeah, he got cut. That's awesome. Look, like, there's oh, boobs. Combat. Yeah, there's boobs. Hey, yeah. there's a dick thing. You know, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Anyway. I, we, there's there's a little bit of the hipster phenomenon going on here too, where I just liked it when it was when it was cool before it got before it got stupid and popular. You're such a hipster, yeah. Without the irony, I'm a hipster without the irony. Okay, folks, that is the. Uh, is that just a douche? Topic. I think um, is, is that the correct term? Douche. <laughs> it probably just means I'm stuck in the '80s. Oh that's yeah, kind of, I think that's what yeah. that means. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Let's get to the third portion of the program, folks. Thank you for helping us talk through that a little bit. I think um, I think you can all go back and see some of the eternal September-isms working in your own daily information overloads. Um, and uh, let us know what you think. We're going to get to that portion of the program where we're going to answer your questions live on the air. Uh, a lot of good questions are already there, but if you haven't asked a question yet, if it's about the topic du jour or about any of the tids and bits or about anything else you might want to ask us about anything, as long as it's good. Um, I will answer it. I will ask it. We will answer it live on the air. If you have to, if you are interested in potentially asking a question, all you have to do, you're following along in the chat, click my name, Commodore128, send me a private message. That's how I like it. And that's how you like it. Um, or you can tweet at me at it's the Commodore. And that's how I'll get my submissions for questions. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Lots of questions to get to. You ready to rock and roll? That means yes. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Lupicillo asks, do you read any fan fiction? If so, what's the best and the worst that you've read? <sighs> I do not read fan fiction and have it in a long time. Um, However. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Twilight. Fan fiction. <laughs> Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> I think we're going to say the same thing. Fifty Shades of Grey, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, it, w- it would have had to have been the nineties. I think. I think the only reason I know what fan fiction is is because I think probably on AOL. Um, you know, uh, uh, over over a modem <laughs> connection. I think you once showed me some Star Trek fan fiction. Did I? I think so. That I sounds like something I might have done. What it is. I, I don't even I didn't even know what fan fiction was until actually that I don't think I did. I, I don't I don't think you can put this blame on me. I, uh, I used to read a little bit of fan fiction back in college. A little bit. And there's one that sticks out to me that was a Celis and Locke after oh Final God. Fantasy VI. It wasn't dirty. It was just like it was like an actually a really <laughs> long story. <laughs> having to deal with like their terrible. lives after Final Fantasy VI, I remember being. Do you feel more? Do you feel? Do you feel? Do you feel dirty after saying that? Did only, like, only slightly. I thought it was pretty awesome when I was nineteen. I, if I read it now, I might feel differently. But that's probably the last time I read fan fiction. Yeah, no. about about that time period. So it's been a while. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, Next question. <laughs> Marquis asks, great to have you guys back. I missed you two. Oh, thanks. We missed you Aww. too, Marquis. Blame Connor. So I've been reading The Great Gatsby lately, and it's really good. I like However, it got me to thinking. 
in your opinion, what is the greatest American Gatsby? novel? Wow, that's an interesting Great question. question. Great question. Can I say A Song of Ice and Fire? It's a novel series. It's a novel series. So, okay, the the kind of books that you You're read. That's that's not the best American novel. You're a liar. It's uh, okay. I would say that that's probably the greatest fantasy novel, American uh, fantasy yeah. novel yes. or series. Actually, that's... I would I would say Storm of Swords is probably the greatest <clears throat> single novel. If you had to pick one, yeah, because that book was just amazing. Um, I, I haven't read enough fantasy to know that. I, I will admit it. That I no, but I'm gonna enough. go. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Um, yeah. The thing is, so you have the works of classic American literature that you read in school, things like Great Gatsby, which is very good, and things Gatsby. like. Fantastic. Scarlet Letter, which is, eh, it's fine. So, yeah. um, it's 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 a good example of older American literature. Yep. But the thing is, to talk about the greatest novel in American literature, yeah, I think you really have to also think about some of the modern classics. Uh, the Kid in King Arthur's Court. Yep, that's it. No. Actually, Samuel Clemens, uh, uh, things like The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, you could probably really make a great case for that. Yep. Um, I was actually going to say something that is just a pure Americana work of novel art that novel happens novel. to be American. Um, I was going to say Stephen King might yeah. need to be in that conversation. Um, I dare I say the word that's going to get me kicked out of this whole concept, but Michael Crichton. I actually really oh. like some Michael Crichton novels. They're really, really good. Greatest. The issue is they're now. not deep. The issue is they're not deep. That's the problem. Like, yeah, the, the problem is that they're very much kind of topical rather than really trying to be. But that's a, that's another reason why I would say that, that George Martin's novels aren't the greatest of all time. It's a similar thing. He's really great at telling a, a very involved story. But I'm not sure. I guess that is the purpose of a novel. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat a bit. I'm looking up on the Googles. Uh, the Googs. Watchmen. The fifteen. Well, I mean, would you? That's not a novel. That's a graphic. It's a graphic novel. novel. Art. It's graphic novel. Whatever. Bizmatch. So, so the, according yeah, to that was that was on the list of the hundred greatest novels of all time, right? Wasn't well, it? Well, books recently, maybe. Yeah. No, it was novels. Yeah, you're a novel. Anyway, uh, so according to the right. Telegraph, so when I want to know about the best American anything, I go to a British oh, yeah. newspaper. Yeah, the, the Telegraph. Yeah. It's the um, best. But those, those are the guys that spam me with ads when I'm trying to read the news. Yeah. They, here, here are some of their suggestions for greatest American novel: Scarlet yeah. Letter. Moby Dick, yeah. Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, uh, Huckleberry Finn's great. House of Mirth, Call of the Wild, Grapes of Wrath, um, Catcher in the, the Rye, I do not agree with. No. 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 Um, Fear, and Loathing in Las, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I think Hunter S. Thompson is greatly overrated. Um, yep. Things like All the Pretty Horses... Other stuff I've never heard of. Oh. Gatsby's not on that list. Gatsby is on the list as an honorable mention. Uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, which I've never read, but was extraordinarily To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill! I think you could really make a case for To Kill a Mockingbird being the greatest American novel. Yeah, that's a great novel. Mm, that it's is a really, great really good. novel. Talk about a one-hit wonder, but what a hit. Yeah. So, I know she came out with another one. I don't, To Call a Watchman, or Go Call a Watchman, I don't count that. That's whatever. To kill a watchman. To kill a watchman. It's great. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> anyway, I'm going. I'm going with uh, 
Killing a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird's great. I, I really enjoyed Gatsby. It's, it's one of my favorites. And the reason I like Gatsby, Gatsby was really too is because it's, it's short. You know, it's short and sweet. It's like a sublime novel. It's That's a very good way to put it. It's really good. Um, uh, Anuvong asks, what single video game or video game franchise would you like to see get the remake slash reboot treatment? Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Adventures <laughs> of Huckleberry Finn. Um, Go kill the Watchmen. Um, I, I think we've, we've answered this question a, a couple hundred times. I, I'm going to stick with, 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 with at least one of the answers I gave during those times. I think a, a series that is itching for for remastering or, or if you will, rebooting is the X-Wing series. Particularly with yeah. Rogue Squadron and all these other movies coming out, I feel like I really had, think it could be a lot better. I feel like I've had the exact same response every time you say that too. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> good one, Commodore. This this is not cool anymore. This is the Eternal September. I'm at here. Ring a ding ding. Here's a picture of an X-wing. That's something different entirely. Yeah, well, uh, that's a different credit. See, uh, I had to go start something else. I'll still say uh, I, I want to see Final Fantasy VI remade. So, yeah. Well, well, please, well we, done. We, we, preferably without a hundred names. Well done. That, no pink in the center. Back to back. Yes. Each other. And uh, I would also like a fan fiction novel released afterward, about a hundred pages of the life of Loganzillas. Oh God, it sounds so dirty. Like, <laughs> it was so dirty. It's like talking about a zombie larp. Like it just, it just makes me just. Oh, my, spine, my geek sense is tingling. Your, your your douche chills take over. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is just it's like like I'm thinking that's way too much. Bob blah blah. <laughs> when you're hurt, you don't need talk. You need Bob blah blah. Um. Uh, anyway, I can't, I can't believe you didn't know what that was. I've never seen right. Arrested Development, but I, I've still never seen it. But that is hilarious to me. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's one of of, of many amazing jokes in uh, Arrested Development. Robo I don't also know if this one. is supposed to be. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Herb. Beta Patched asks, are we out of original ideas for video games and movies? Nah. Next question. You, said, you think so? You didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, there's original stuff coming out all the time. I mean, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's great. There's, too, a, right? there's a lot of remakes and a lot of sequels and stuff, but there's also a lot of new stuff coming out. That's not the question. The question is, are we out of original ideas? Nah. I don't know. man. Nah. Here's here's something that's cool. There you go. I answer your question. With with a change in the medium could come the reinvention of everything we know and hold dear. So what I mean by that is there's an inflection point in every medium that looks like this. But for for video games it could be virtual reality, right? So I'm not saying it's going to be. But virtual reality could, you know, could completely change the way that we look at a particular game. Even if it's a game that we've had Mario Brothers is a great example. Everyone knows and loves Super Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like a universal good. That whole concept would get completely turned on its ear if you put it in virtual reality. I'm not saying it would be any good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that we should do this. But my point is it, it could potentially open up a whole new avenue of enjoyment for people to be able to play virtual reality Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. My answer is... It's original? Nah. 
You don't think so? You know how I feel about the virtual reality. I do know how you feel about virtual reality. I guess what I'm saying is that I think there are some cool things that can be done, right? Um, if you take, you know, uh, God, what's 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 crazy is I was I was just looking at some article about this a while ago. Um, Uh, there was uh, Polygon had a, had, a, had an article about these guys that created a game that they can't call Jurassic Park, but it's basically Jurassic Park, right? You go to an island and you're like the Robert Muldoon, and you run around hunting dinosaurs and killing them. Well, you picked that name straight out of the back of your head. Good, good job, Robert Muldoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I told you Michael Crichton. He's one of my favorites. If you if you ask me, what's the name of the hunter from Jurassic, the hunter guy from Jurassic Park? Maybe I would be able to come up with it if you gave me like five or ten minutes, and you just swapped that out of thin air. That and I good. and I couldn't come out. Okay, I couldn't come up with Todd Howard, who's one of my favorite video game makers of all time. <laughs> um, this just goes to show you, man. This is what happens when you get old. Your brain's you. You got Eternal September in your brain. <laughs> Eternal September is going on in my head <laughs> right now. Um, the, 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 um, the, the interesting thing though is like, this is Jurassic Park, but it's, it's Jurassic Park in virtual reality and it's not Jurassic Park themed. Mm -hmm. So I've always said that that's kind of like the quintessential video game for me, right? If you could step into Jurassic Park and, you know, crap your britches as a, as you're hunted down by a dinosaur, it looks, it feels for all intents and purposes is real to you. Um, and the only way to avoid it is to close your eyes and take off your headset, right? A lot of, a lot of scatological references tonight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> How is that a scatological reference? You said crap your pants. That's poop. Oh, yes. Yeah, poop. Literally no, scat. Poop. You're, a, just said poop. you're a scat yeah. man. I'm a scat man. So um, <laughs> that to me is a whole new dimension to a, to a tried and true formula, right? It's it's It, it completely reinvents what what that which a Jurassic Park game would have been before yes yes all right that's so, what I'm trying to I got a story to tell okay I have a co-worker who listens to the podcast and yeah. he says it's funny whenever like someone asks a question and then you yeah. go on for like three minutes about it yeah and then I just say like yep or yep. ditto or something like that and completely pass because you already talked about it. I'm going to do that here. Yep. Yep. Nice question. <laughs> Generally, that means we agree. <laughs> that means I got nothing else to add on that one. Right, right. Pass. Uh, Fusoya asks, with all recent hoopla about SpaceX, do you think that they, that they will be successful at finding Lunarians or will Elon Musk cave in and finally just ask the elders at Mesidia for the whale ship. <laughs> that's, that's a great question. I had to ask that. I, I had to ask that one. That's a great question. At first, I thought he was going with a reference to, uh, what's that stupid Adult Swim show you like? Oh, yeah, the... the, the, the uh, Epic oh Meal my Time. God. What's it called? See, I pulled out Robert Muldoon. Ah. But I can't remember something I watched. Like, the, the, Luna, the Luna Knights. Right. From, the Luna Knights. From Luna what? Knights. From Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Thank you. Yeah. Um, at first, I was referencing that, but no, they yeah. came right out of there with the, the Final Fantasy IV reference. Very good. The answer so is the answer is Elon Musk is secretly Garland. There you go. Yes, that is the appropriate answer. 
Is wait, is no Garland's from Final Fantasy One. I'm broken. What was the name it's of the okay. what was the name of, of the oops, I almost did a spoiler. What was the name <laughs> of the bad guy from Final Fantasy Four? <laughs> 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 spoiler on this twenty five year old game. <laughs> the bad guy in Final Fantasy Four? The the dark guy that you fight like fifteen times. Oh, uh, Golbez. Thank you. He's secretly Golbez. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about the bad guy oh okay yeah yeah got who, it. who is that guy in star wars you know luke's father bad, yeah that bad guy yeah oh um, i meant vader whoops <laughs> hey you're broken the oh, eternal man, september this, has this, overcome this, you this this question broke my mind cool this question, we, we get it a lot but it broke my mind is this the one we end on or gizmo game lounge asks when are we getting another commodore slash rue cotgw episode i think they mean um painful memories the final fantasy 7 and resident evil videos are among some of the funniest things i've seen on youtube throughout the years if those are the funniest things you've seen, <laughs> oh my gosh I in an so unintentional sorry. manner i'm sure i have not seen those in years i feel so sorry for you the, those videos are so awful and we can't even watch them i'm not even sure if i'm gonna let my kids see that you know what though it's a lot of fun to make those it was so much fun. That, talk about goofing around <clears throat> oh man I, I'm I'm halfway amazed we even got it done. But you this know, is what happens sometimes. You just kind of you know point and say, "Let's do it." You know what I want to do? I want to go back to like the first one we made, if I have that file somewhere, because we had a friend who loaned us his like three-year-old daughter, who's now like ten or eleven. Yep. It will be it will be hilarious to see young young her acting, quote unquote. I'm gonna bring that out. I'm gonna bring that out when she starts dating in a few years. Be like, hey, look oh, at this! Bam! Hey, look at this! Isn't isn't this embarrassing? Yeah, have fun. Can't believe you hung out with these guys. Crazy kids. Um. All right. So, how oh, about this one? Marathon. Um, this kind of feeds into the conversation I was just having. Um, TMP117 asks, "What would you guys think about a VR MMO? A Vermo? A Vermo? A Vermo? Vermo? Vermo?" Uh, be interesting. That's how we feel about all things VR. It sounds interesting. Will it be successful? But yeah. will it blend? <laughs> Maybe. Um. Here we go. Anuvong gets a second question because this is the first time that Anuvong's son is listening to the program along with him. So, um... So I'm going to ask the question from his son, if that's okay. No. What video game song makes you the most sad and the most happy? At the same that's time. That's a great question. Hmm. Not at the same time. Oh. Um, you go first. Saddest. Um, Realm's <coughs> theme from Final Fantasy VI is pretty sad. Aww. And not because it's meant to be sad. It's just kind of a depressing song. Yeah. And you know what happened? Yeah, this is very sad. Um, happy. <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna be a really really weird one. There's a there's a really <laughs> this this is an inside joke with me and my brothers. We used to play a game called Jackal for the NES. Jackal. Jackal. The the, the yeah, is it a jackal? It's a jackal. It's a jackal. And we and then once the Family Guy came out, we used to say that incessantly as we played Jackal. Um, <laughs> jackal has some of the most cocaine-driven music like speed-fueled oh yeah it does music of all time it's like it's like all it's like 
all out fast, right? You could never play this in real life. Your fingers can't move that quickly. But um, but uh, the the theme that plays during the level is just it's just happy music. It's just really happy, fun music. And uh, you know, we we if I was here with my brothers right now, we just sit here and just start like you know, fake singing it. But anyway, so so from Jackal, check it out, guys. Uh, for Saddest, I could go with a few. I could go with the Aria de Mezzo Caratere mm-hmm. from uh, the, the opera theme from Final Fantasy VI. But I'm going to go off a little bit <clears throat> and say Smiles and Tears from Earthbound is a really good one. That's the ending credits music. Oh, It's very good. Um, for Happy, I think Act 1 of Fillmore from Act Razor is Ooh. always good for pumping up the blood. That's um, a good one. I could pick a few others there. I'm actually looking through. It's funny. I'm looking at my MP3 collection. You can tell when I stopped downloading MP3s in the mid 2000s because they stopped there. Um, And then a small uh, notable mention for the Lost Eden theme by Stephanie Peek. Oh, such a great, great, great song. That's a That's a happy song, too. That is a happy song. You suck. You suck. Suck. Oh, CDI memories. Uh, anyway. Oh, and, and a lot of Woodman, or sorry, a lot of uh, Mega Man 2 songs you could also say are some really happy, or at least blood pumping kind of songs. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I, I, the, the, I can live with that. All right, let's 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 do lightning round. You ready? I think I got to watch these uh, painful memories music videos again. Next no, week. don't do it. All right, sorry. Lightning round. Captain Carnage asked, just wondering, have either of you played Undertale? If so, what are your thoughts on it? I have not. Nope. Seems interesting. Um, <laughs> I've been playing DTX, about, I'm playing Civilization Five this past weekend. DTX one eighty asks, "Do you think the Eternal September have pretty much diluted the concept of the niche mainstream? If so, does it matter in a good way or bad way?" This is a great question because I've always argued this about something like, say, Game of Thrones or um, something I disdain utterly, which is uh, the Big Bang Theory, the mm. show, not the theory. Right. Where all of a sudden these stereotypes of geekdom are like cool or at least funny and actively known. It's a mainstream thing. Um, and I, I just think that's really dumb. Sub question. Does, does Olivia Munn have any talent? Uh, th- I can answer that. No. OK. So then there you go. So Olivia Munn is a perfect example. Yes. Olivia Munn has no talent except for cramming a bunch of bananas into her mouth at the same time. Was it bananas or sauce? Hot dogs. Hot Hot dogs. dogs. Okay. Hot dogs. She can cram a bunch of hot dogs in her mouth at the same time, and then she ends up in an X-Men movie. Like, we should all be so lucky. Yeah, from what I understand, she says like two lines, and apparently that's all they needed. Listen, when you got Olivia Munn, that's all you you need. She does look a lot like Psylocke, to be fair. Sure. Psylocke was was one of my my favorite X-Men. Men from my spank bank pubescent ears <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when those things were interesting pubert um all right let's let's do uh let's let's do one more you ready yep. uh, oh i'm ready g porez asks Jack it Porkins? Have a question mark that was I, I added the question mark for some reason all right g porez uh, hi guys, do you have anything special planned for your 100th episode? Nope. Nope. That was as easy. 
Why do you have an idea? You know, you know what? I didn't even realize until my girlfriend told me about it. We just passed mm. our like six year anniversary, seven year anniversary of Clan of the Grey Wolf. Wow! A few days ago, seven years. Yeah, granted, we haven't been as active the past couple years, but still. Yeah, but still, that's a long time to be on the internet. We're old and forgotten and passed by. There's plenty of things. That's how that, we like it. There's plenty of things that are that are fewer than seven years old. Where you would say to yourself, is lots that of, still around? Lots of kids. Lots of kids. Yeah. That's, there you go. Perfect example. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, all right. So. <laughs> I, don't, we're I, off the rails again. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't, I don't know either. Uh, thank you all for joining us here um, and coming back to us even a week late for the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. This was a lot of fun. You know, I was ah, explaining this ah, today. It's a lot of fun. I was explaining it today. It's like, hey, you know, you, you got the show tonight. You know, it's like, yeah, <clears throat> I like doing the show. The show is fun. It's still fun to do the show. Good. Which is probably why we're, <laughs> probably why we're still doing it. We're still, it's not for money or anything. Um, well, like, yeah, right, right. Hey, but my, my point is, if it, if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. Yes. Uh, so, so let me ask you this. Put you on the spot. Mr. Johnny on the spot. Uh, are we coming back next week as originally scheduled or two weeks from now? Ooh. Did you throw off our whole schedule with your your, your no show up next last week? I have to think about it. I don't have my phone with me either. I can't check my schedule. Um, let's say yes tentatively. Okay, I hate you. Let's okay. say yes. Officially. To next week? Let's say yes to next week. All right. So in theory, you'll see us next week. June 15th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Dot com. Same, and, and at that same point, channel. we won't be on a weekly schedule. We will be back to a bi-weekly schedule, just to be clear. In theory. Yes. Uh, in theory. Yep. Um, yeah. There we yeah. go. Look at us. Planning things out. It's great. Actually, it's great. We, we got a list of like five or five topics or so that I think are really exciting. So. Oh, yeah. No, there, there's, there's some good stuff coming up here. We just got to... We just got to get through the crap. <laughs> this D- last seven years was all garbage. DJ Sefnet with the with the zinger. So that's a no. Two weeks then. <laughs> oh yes, indeedy. Um, all right. So no, we're we're not gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip a month and a half. I see some of that in the chat too. The other thing is, I remember you and I discussed for a while the potential about trying to make this happen every week. And that is something that I am definitely really glad I work. said no way on. Yeah. Because um, there was just no way that either one of us could have done this. There's also week. the theory of having another uh, marathon at some point in the future. Yes. We're, we're going to have to see about stringing together a few, a few episodes in a row on time before we can right. really worry about that, I think. But. Right. And maybe even generate some new content. But that's okay. But not we'll, throw, I'm not throwing the, out the, the idea out the window, of course. No. no. So there you go. All right. Well, until then, catch up on your uh, painful memories in video games because that's all you're ever going to get. So um, <laughs> you can remind us about how, how, how they were. When we were young and pretty. We were young and pretty and, and uh, not a care in the world except for everything. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Echo Screen Live. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It's great to be back. Great to, to have a good conversation. I think the conversation was pretty good this time. So that was good. Uh, we'll have another great and engaging topic next time for the topic du jour. So join us then. Until that time, for Rue, I am the Commodore. 
for the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. And there is no reset button. Or is there? No. Um. It either has power or it doesn't. It either has power or it doesn't. So you either you either turn it on and it's full on, or you turn it off and it's full off. So electrons just, are moving. Electrons aren't moving. You can't just reset it in a quick manner, like no. like quick electrons off and then on. You gotta you gotta hit the button, and then you hit the button again. It's a binary. It's a one. It's a zero. It's not. It's not a dream drop distance. 0.82 kingdom hearts.com <laughs> dream drop distance is it, is it that, that was the name like, of the game that was the name of kingdom oh, hearts okay. oh right, right right yeah i remember you yeah, yeah. bring the it back dream. full circle right so it's not like that the, the reset button on the dream drop distance is the real question yeah